Warning, the following program is solely intended for a mature audience. Any of the idiotic opinions and views expressed on this show are solely opinions of Dark Cringe Radio and not of its advertisers, which is completely pointless because this poorly produced, dumbass podcast has no advertisers. Furthermore, any rebroadcast or redistribution of Dark Friend Radio podcasts without per- the permission is strictly prohibited. If you do, we will find you. And then we will send three black-eyed children to your home or office to collect your soul. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios, it's Dark Fringe Radio. And welcome to Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, Will Martinez. And thank you for joining us here at Dark Fringe Radio, your number one spot for everything paranormal, conspiratorial, macabre, strange, and unusual, and everything else above. So thank you for joining us here at Dark Fringe Radio. We have a great episode for you guys tonight, and we're going to be talking about the world's most haunted and cursed items. And uh, me and Jay are really going to delve into all that tonight. And uh, we'll talk about it, the history, where all the, the macabre comes from, the, the mysterious of, of all these artifacts. But of course, um, I can only do it with my co-host, Jay Galosi. Jay, thanks for coming on Dark Fringe Radio tonight and uh, co-hosting with me. And we're going to be talking about these cursed items uh, and uh, getting on to the uh, history of all these things. Uh, but first, I wanted to kind of uh, get into how everybody can listen to us on Dark Fringe Radio. All you have to do is go to darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. Uh, you can go straight there. All the links are there available for you to uh, go on to Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Google Play, all those places where you normally would find all your podcasts. So uh, you can go straight there to the website and uh, you know enjoy. And enjoy at least 60 episodes. So there's a <coughs> huge catalog archive for people to go to. Uh, to listen to a lot of different things. Uh, we've touched on a lot of different subjects, um, and we plan to do a lot more in the future. I mean, this I, uh, is just the beginning, you know? I said in one of our very first episodes together, I, I coined what I was kind of hoping to make um, like a phrase. Yeah. You can't quantify crazy. You can't. <laughs> well, uh, apparently it's 60 plus. We're doing everything we can. Yeah, we can. Well, listen, I mean, it's it's great. I mean, we've um, gotten to this far. Uh, I mean, listen, if we were at this pace, we could hit 100 probably within the next year, year and a half, uh, which is amazing. I mean, just to think that we would hit 100 episodes on a podcast, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment for anybody. I don't care what podcast you do, whether it be, you know, what we do or, you know, if it's something simple as fucking scrapbooking, you know, to do 100 episodes, it takes a lot of dedication, a lot of time. And um, a lot of hard work between Jay and I, um, you know, it takes a lot of time, you know, from our personal lives, which we love to do this. I mean, we love to do this on a weekly basis. Yeah. We look forward to it and we want to continue to do this continuing forward. So make sure you go there to darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. Uh, you can check out all the links there to uh, listen to the show directly. Also, if you want to send any kind of correspondence to us, show idea, guest idea, uh, if you have some information you want to maybe talk to us about. We could talk to uh, you know about it on the podcast. You just send that correspondence to us at thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Again, that's yep. thedarkfringe at gmail.com. So that's um, how we get a lot of our leads, basically. A lot of the people that we interview, um, a lot of the people that uh, come on our show to talk about 
whatever it is, maybe it'd be a book or a piece of technology they've created or, you know, paranormal investigator, whatever it may be. You know, we love having those people on our podcast. So another thing that we wanted to uh, bring up, we are doing a lot of different projects here at Dark Fringe Radio. We're actually starting to expand. Uh, Jay is actually doing his own project as well. Uh, Jay, what is, um, if you could tell everybody a little bit about Imagine Play with Coach Jay, please. So Imagine Play with Coach Jay is, uh, it's a DreamWorks of mine. Um, We're all good to entertain children, uh, majorly ages one to about six. Uh, and allowing them to use their imagination and walk them through all, all kinds of activities and read books, sing songs, uh, do all the kinds of things that I actually do every day for a living. Uh, and I've worked with kids for going on two decades now, if you can even believe that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, but, you know, working with kids is a passion of mine. It's something I have a knack for. And I wanted to bring that, you know, to a media platform. And we've we've posted the first official episode and you know episodes are slow coming at the beginning because we've got to get into a rhythm of for filming and editing and getting those things together and yes uh we still have to make some upgrades to the intros and outros and things like that but it's very entertaining and so far everybody that's watched it's loved it that's awesome man listen and uh, where can everybody find that on youtube and magic play with coach j so suppose uh, that it's spelled just like it sounds, Imagi Play with the I, not the A, uh, play at or on YouTube, Imagine Play with Coach J. That's awesome. So, yeah, please, uh, for you guys, you know, most of the people that listen to this uh, podcast demographic, um, you know, you guys have kids just like us uh, that may be younger. And, um, you know, this is a great way for them to uh, get some type of entertainment and you know that it's wholesome, at least, and that, um, you know, it's going to be something that's going to be entertaining for them. You don't have to worry about looking over your shoulder and saying, oh, I wonder what it is that they're watching. So, you know, because you always have to be very wary about what these kids are watching on YouTube these days. You never know. So that's a great idea, Jane. And we're going to continue to support that here on Dark Fringe Radio. So Magic Play with Coach Jay on YouTube. Make sure you go ahead and check that out. He's already got one episode up there and there are many more to come. So please be on the lookout for that. Also, uh, I wanted to mention, uh, I wanted to thank uh, Miss Emily Menshouse-Stakely for letting me co-host on one of her podcasts last night. And um, we uh, basically talked about a bunch of different things. And that was at uh, WTF Frick liveparanormal.com or .org, I should say. So that's whatthefricklive.org. And um, so uh, she let me come in pod- and, and co-host her podcast, Jay. We talked about a lot of different things, paranormal stuff, you know, equipment, EVPs, stuff like that. Uh, that's what she's really into. She's, you know, a paranormal investigator. So that's her bread and butter. And we talked about a lot of crazy stuff. So uh, I want to thank everybody who uh, kind of migrated over there to watch what we were doing there. Um, and, uh, you know, be on the lookout for me to uh, help her out with the co-hosting uh, that stuff as well. So, um, again, here at Dark Fringe Ray, we're trying to expand and do as much as we possibly can. Jay with his um, Imagine Play, me trying to, you know, venture on and do um, a bunch of different shows at the same time like a crazy man. So um, that's what we're doing here at Dark Fringe Radio. So uh, just be on the lookout for much more entertainment in the future. So, um, again, you can follow us on different platforms on social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just look up Dark Fringe Radio. Every day we're posting different things there on a late, yeah, it's just crazy. Um, And, uh, you know, just go there, subscribe, make sure you share, you like, all that stuff. We, uh, we love it. We love it when you interact with us as well. That's that's a big thing for us. So make sure you do that, and uh, we appreciate it. So so that's it for the intro, Jay. Um, anything else you want to throw in there? Uh, no, I think that covers it all. Uh, I'm looking forward to the growth of the Dark Fringe brand and seeing how far-reaching we can go and 
uh, I'm excited. It looks like it's got a very promising future. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. So, which uh, brings us to our next segment, Jay, which is the mailbag. Jay, are you ready for the mailbag? Please check your mailbox. A new message has arrived. Don't ever say mailbag like that to me again. <laughs> the mailbag. No. The mailbag. That mailbag, not so much. The no? mailbag with the readers, it's going to talk about cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, I want that. All right, well, that brings us to the mailbag. Okay, Jay. <laughs> this week for the mailbag. <laughs> uh, let's see, who do we got? Uh, first off this week, I'm reading it off my cell phone because that's where I keep all my notes. Um, uh, first one comes from Philip Turner from Green Bay, Wisconsin. And the subject of the matter is Gator crashes for a couple date. What the fuck? I'm just telling you what the subject is. So, uh, hello. That's Will a and- riveting subject. Yeah, it is. Hello, Will and Jay. Uh, there's a new movie that I wanted to recommend. I saw this week called Crawl, uh, which was effing awesome. But coincidentally enough, I'm watching the news and I saw a story about a Florida couple. And the couple's date was interrupted by the appearance of a large alligator who chased them off their blanket and proceeded to consume most of the food that they had brought on their picnic. The intruder consumed a block of cheese, salami, a half a watermelon, a pound of grapes, a large bowl of guacamole, the whole bowl, including the <laughs> bowl, just to let you know, before Walters, the guy, spread his arms to appear bigger and approached the alligator while making noise to sexually bothering you enough to it returning to the water um well yeah because by that point it ate their entire fucking picnic yeah listen philip um thank you for the uh, mailback question yeah this is a normal thing for us here in florida uh yeah. jay knows it's a swamp it's a swamp uh we are below sea level and then we have a swamp and big lakes in between you know bodies of water you know the bodies of land here so we have a big lake in the middle of florida lake of Okeechobee, and Listen, we have a plenty of gator here, and we all know what to you know what to expect, which is get the fuck out of the way. You don't yeah, let them that. if they're gonna eat your cheese block and your salami. You guess what, go. kid? Yeah, you let it go. That shit's gone. You let it that go. That shit's gone, and it's not worth the leg you're gonna lose to try to save it. No, it's not. It's not. So let's uh, let's listen to the uh, the the news report, Jay, real quick on this uh, Florida gator couple thing here. Hold on. I'm <laughs> swimming up, right up to the bank, and he just looks us dead in the eyes. And then he immediately just sprints <laughs> up onto the beach. A romantic dinner gone wrong. Yeah, we were in shock, so we just like hauled tail the other way and watched it happen. Taylor Fort planned a picnic spread for her fiance Trevor Walters on Thursday, a special date night before Trevor leaves for the Marines for ten. Oh, just it, just you know, hey, <laughs> Thursday on a whim. All right, hold on. <laughs> Little did they know it would be interrupted by a hungry gator. He annihilated an entire block of cheese, gobbled it down, lickety-split. The salami didn't stand a chance. Washed down with half a watermelon and a pound of grapes. And then the worst part, he goes over, we had this big bowl of guac made. He eats the whole bowl. He put the whole bowl in his mouth and just like... But Taylor and Trevor were not going down without a fight. So I learned this technique back when my childhood to scare away bears. You get up and make yourself big and like make loud noises to scare it away. It's called a bear scare. And apparently it worked. It really worked, the bear scare. Yeah. I used the bear scare in middle school, just to let you know, hold on. For real. Cause uh, you know, what alligator will come up and steal food at a picnic like that? It's like Yogi the bear. 
Experts say a gator that has been fed before. It sounds like that alligator has been fed previously, and he has lost his wariness of people. And he <laughs> He's lost his wariness of people. No fear. None. Uh, that will happen. Parker says a fed gator. That will happen. Welcome to the swamp. Become a nuisance and charge people. The FWC must have them removed for public safety. We call our trappers and they catch the gator that's causing problems. They keep the gator for the hide and the meat to be able to sell. That's why Parker's. Actually, gator meat is actually pretty good, Jay. Have you ever had gator meat before? I have had it. It, yeah. it is very good. It actually is really fucking good. It's like chicken. It's very good. I hate to some, say it. Some, uh, I hate to say it. it. Sounds like it tastes like chicken, but it tastes like chicken. Yeah, it's a, maybe a little bit more uh, chewy. Maybe a little bit, but it's good. It's good. It's really good. Hold on, let's let's listen to the rest of this. Says it's important not to feed gators. Keep one more gator alive and one less picnic destroyed. In Gainesville, Jocelyn Howard, CBS for you. So yeah, uh, that's uh, straight uh, from Gainesville, Florida. And that's exactly where you Gator know, Country. Gator Country, yeah, right, Jay. I, uh, you know, I actually, my uh, my ex, her sister lived up there, so you go up there and visit. Mm -hmm. And they have a place where you can go, and the gators sun, and you are literally walking between gators. It's, really? Yeah, it's fucking that's, crazy. That's fucked up. <laughs> so, I mean, you're not you're not super close to them. Yeah, but still, but, that's... you know, they're. Close They're enough. five feet away, yeah. and if one of them gets agitated, yeah, they don't. They will. They'll look at you and they open their fucking mouth, and you're like, "No, thank you, Mister Gator Man." Yeah, listen. Um, you know, thanks, Philip, for sending that in here uh, to us at Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, I, I appreciate it, and thanks for uh, sending that in again. Um, yeah, this is this. It's Gators here. That's all I can say. Just gators. don't go in the fucking lakes. Don't. You know, don't think it's somewhere you can go swim. Like up north, people, you can go swimming in a lake. Yeah. Down here in Florida, you can't. Okay? Just, just don't do it. So, This is Vincent DeSanti, the director of Never Hike Alone, and you are listening to Dark Fringe Radio. I'm Lorraine Warren, and uh, this is my home. We've lived here, oh, I guess about 40 years now. <laughs> This is where everything started. Everything started about our work. It's been quite a career, and I'm still involved. I'm still involved with hauntings, you know, and helping people get through. It's a very delicate thing with certain people because they're very terrified and very frightened. But there's a lot of people that don't believe. Okay, so let's go in, I'll show you the house. There's a lot of pictures of us in, in the house. Here's, here's one of the pictures of Ed and I. You guys were inseparable. Oh yeah, yeah we were. We didn't do anything without one another. You're um, in probably one of the most haunted places in the world because of the things that are in here. Everything in here has been taken from some place where people were either killed or maimed or so, so many ways. So it's, it's tragic for me, you know, to even go in. People are very, very interested in the museum. And there's some people that are afraid to even go in. Right here is a conjuring mirror. 
everything and anything in here we have investigated. Don't ever touch anything. And if you do, let me know. This is the worst thing in here. It's that doll. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stare at it though. So you, you can take the picture, but I'm not gonna stare at it because that is that has done badly bad harm on a lot of people. You have to conjure the spirits in order to get them. You know, you're not going to get them by just walking around here. And that's the one that's sort of depicted a little bit in this movie, correct? Yes, it is. Yeah. That, that's the Annabelle doll. Yes. What has been done is circular embolism, which is prayers, are said all the time, you know, to pray. You're a priest to bless. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely, yes, oh my God, yes, I can't do that. Children were badly affected, really badly affected. That was a terrible place, honey. That was a very, very, very bad place. It's not easy, it's not easy, you know. You, you know, you see things and experience things, it's more comfortable now. It's a lot more comfortable for me. This week, we're going to be talking about the world's most haunted and cursed items. You know, throughout history, there are uh, been tales of items and, and, and objects and artifacts that have uh, pretty much plagued people and, you know, areas and oppressed people in certain and different ways. And we're going to be talking about some of those different artifacts and objects. So this week, we're going to start off with Jay. Uh, Jay, what do you have this week for world's most haunted or cursed items or artifacts? Well, one of the first ones I want to talk about is called the Bassano vase. Uh, it was a 15th century vase. Okay. Uh, it was discovered in someone's front yard. And when it was discovered, there was a note on it that said, uh, beware, this vase brings death. Uh, as, as it was discovered, whoever discovered it took off the note and sold it at auction. Wow. Uh, now, here's where things get interesting, right? So it sold at auction. It was bought by a pharmacist who would end up dying three months later. Yeah. After that, it was uh, given to an archaeologist who would die two months later. And then lastly, it was given to, uh, to a surgeon who died three months later. Wow. So, three owners after being discovered, three months later, three owners die within three months. Uh, so the Italian police, uh, I'm sorry, I guess it wasn't in London. Did I say it was London? Yeah, you did say London, but no, Italian's fine. Too. I meant Italy. Either way, so the Italian police um, confiscated it, put it in a protected cover, and buried it in an un, uh, undisclosed location. Okay. To never be found again. That's crazy. So. This vase or vase or whatever you want to call it, so went through three different owners, and three deaths. Literally went through them. Yeah, literally, and they all died within three months of owning the vase. Max. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know, there, there's been a lot of tales like that, man. I mean, just things like that bring such a bad omen uh, when you possess it. You know, it's just like you you hear about some of these things. You're just like, man, is that true? Does you know, can an object really? carry that much of bad energy and i would say yeah i mean if yo it, absolutely yeah i mean you don't know what that 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 vase was used for you don't know if it held you know 
people's organs. You don't know right. if people were bloodlet into that thing. You don't know what it was used for. And whether you want to believe in the paranormal or not, whether you want to believe that there's something after after life, there's one incontributable scientific fact. Incontributable? <laughs> Irrefutable. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Uh, there's there's one irrefutable fact. Even science agrees that energy doesn't just disappear. That's so true. So true. So the energy transfers. It goes somewhere, uh, and it leaves like ripples. So yeah. if something really bad, really bad happened in that vase, or something really bad was contained in that vase, or something really bad uh, was stored in that vase and then used, right? There's going to be those negative energies so much so that just anybody who gets it automatically it, it just corrodes them that's crazy it's crazy it's crazy to think that that there are things like that that are, exist in the world so that's a great first one to start uh for the week uh this week jay uh, i want to go to my first one it's the amityville horror plank and okay. of course um, we all know the amityville horror story um, but this plank was actually collected during the renovation uh during um, them actually fixing a piece of the actual building um and it was an innocent piece of wood, basically, um, and from the house. And, of course, that house was made famous from the adaptation, from the book and in the film. And um, this piece of plank has basically, you know, created havoc to whoever has owned it, pretty much. Um, it's being stored currently in a museum um, because that's the only safe place for it. Um, but, of course, we all know the Amityville Horror of story. In 1974, Ronald DeFeo murdered his parents after and four siblings at 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York. And then nearly two uh, years later, the Lutz family fled the home 28 days later, moving in, claiming that the house was haunted by demonic forces. And uh, the tale of the green slime dripping from the walls, demonic creatures lurking in the night, human levitation... And, of course, uh, all that stuff became of supernatural legend because of, you know, uh, all the stuff that happened there. Uh, some people say it happened. Some people say it was just all a hoax. Who knows? But this particular <clears throat> pl a plank of wood from the renovation uh, has seemed to, uh, you know, really wreaked havoc with whoever has owned it. So it looks like it's in a good place currently right now in a museum, which a lot, a lot of these items you would hope uh, would land, uh, fortunately, hopefully, not in somebody's actual hands. <clears throat> Yeah, you got to be careful with some of these things. I mean, they they really can bring bad omens to you. They can they can drag you into uh, bad situations. They can have you not be in control of your own self or your body. Uh, so you have to be careful. Certain things just need to be contained in an area where no one's ever going to touch them. And actually, it's kind of like my next one. Let's hear it, Jay. Come on, let's hear it. So it's the Busby Stoop Chair. Uh, the Busby Stoop Chair was cursed by the murderer Thomas Busby. Uh, before his execution. Uh, apparently, back in 1702, in the UK, this, maybe this is where my London connection was earlier, there you go. Uh, his father-in-law was sitting in the chair, and he didn't like that. So he murdered him. Wow. And on on his, he was murdered, he murdered his father-in-law, was found guilty, and then when uh, he was on death row the day, the day of his execution, they gave him his, you know, they give you your one final wish. Well, his wish was to sit in his chair, and he cursed this chair. He said, uh, as he took his last drink in his chair, he said, uh, "Death shall come swiftly to anyone who dares sit in my chair." Wow. Since then, anyone who has sat in the chair has died. Yeah, 
That's crazy. There was a Canadian Canadian airman uh, during World War II who died during a bombing. There were multiple deaths in the 70s uh, as people were challenging each other to sit in his chair. Uh, so what what the uh, museum that currently resides in did was they actually hung it from the ceiling so yeah. no one could actually sit in it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the picture of that chair hung up against the wall uh, because yep. they, don't, they don't even want anybody sitting in that thing. That's how bad it mm. is. It's so crazy. Well, Jay, if we're going to be talking about chairs, I got to up do you one up on chairs, man. You're not going to be the one doing chairs because I, you know what I got here for my second one? Is the what devil's rocking on? chair. The devil's rocking chair. And this ta- this particular chair has ties to the famed paranormal investigator, Miss Lorraine Warren, who uh, unfortunately passed away this year, um, as all wow. you may know. And uh, it's um, from the notorious The Devil Made Me Do It case. And uh, for those that don't know, this was the trial of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. And this was also known as The Devil Made Me Do It case. And this was the actual first known court case, Jay, in the United States, uh, which was the defense sought to prove the innocence based on the defendant's claim of demonic possession and denial of personal responsibility for the crime. So, again, this is the first time in court history somebody's actually claiming that the demonic possession was the reason for them actually committing this particular crime, thus rendering such person innocent because of this. Isn't that crazy? That's fucking fantastic. Yeah, so... That is insane. On November 24th, 1981, in Brookfield, Connecticut, Arnie Cheyenne Johnson was convicted of first-degree manslaughter for the killing of his landlord, Alan Bono. According to testimony of the Glatzel family, the 11-year-old David Glatzel had allegedly played host to the demon that forced Johnson to kill, that kill Bono. So after witnessing a number of increasingly ominous occurrences involving David, the kid, the 11-year-old, the family, exhausted and terrified, decided to enlist the aid of the self-described demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren. Made famous, of course, through the Conjuring films and so on and so forth. So, right. in the last effort to cure David, the Gladsell family, along with the Warrens, then proceeded to give David an exorcism. Uh, you know, uh, with a number of Catholic priests, and the process continued for several days, concluding when, according to those present, a demon fled the child's body and took up residence within Johnson, the person that talked that were, you know is uh, right. the, who killed his uh, landlord. So several months later, Johnson killed his landlord during the heated conversation. His defense lawyers argued that in court that he was possessed, but the judge ruled that such a defense could not ever be proven and uh, was therefore infeasible in a court of law. Johnson was subsequently convicted through, uh, though he only served five years of a 10 to 20 year sentence. So he was uh, convicted of a 10 to 20 year sentence and only did five. Uh, the trial attracted more media attention uh, from around the world and has obtained a level of notoriety due to the numerous depictions of the events in literature and television, of course. Uh, now the chair, Jay, as an update, uh-huh. for those that don't know, uh, can be seen at Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum in Las Vegas at the Ghost Adventure Star tells TMZ that the exhibit's closure because there was a closure for some reason, Jay, because people were passing out near this particular item. At his famous haunted museum in Vegas comes to the heels of several people experiencing paranormal activity. On May 28th, opening night of the exhibit and the month after buying the Devil's Rocking Chair, Zach and a friend noticed that the door and uh, to the chair's room slowly creaked open all by itself. 
Zach also says that the light focused on the chair went out when the power cord was mysteriously yanked out of the wall. Two hours later, he says a woman collapsed, began bawling and asked, why is this happening to me? Shortly thereafter, she fell unconscious, and according to Zach, who adds the woman was upstairs, directly above the rocking chair exhibit. So, uh, Jay, uh, later Zach says that his uh, five of his tour guides throughout the museum started crying uncontrollably. Uh, after a few uh, tours on opening night, Zach says that the stress was too much and forced him to shut down the, the actual exhibit altogether for the night. And for now, Zach says that the haunted rocking chair exhibit is closed until further notice. So, as reported, uh, Zach dropped 67000 for the chair, Jay. $67,000 for this particular chair. Uh, to the focal point, uh, to the horror book believe that was the plot of The Conjuring 3. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was the uh, the Devil's Rocking Chair, Jay. A wow. very crazy item. Again, talking about chairs. Uh, of course, it's an item that you know is very personal to people because if you have a favorite chair in your house, you know, as a guy, we always have a favorite chair in our house that we like to sit in. Right, I mean, yep. of course, right. I've got a rocket. I've got a rocket chair. Exactly. Most days. Exactly. So, you look, that's, but but go ahead. I'm gonna have to go one up on you now. <laughs> uh oh. All right. So I started with a chair. You threw in a chair. What is this? Some fucking WWE fake shit. <laughs> yes, you were very right that chairs have very personal connection. Uh, but some of us have connections with entire homes. That's uh, true. And that would that's be the true. case of the screaming skull of Burton Agnes Hall. Ooh, this sounds like some UK shit. It is some UK shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, the Agnes, the Burton Agnes Hall was built uh, in the early 1600s by Sir Henry. Uh, I'm sorry, Sir Henry Grisveth, who built this grand house for him and his young three daughters. Uh, the youngest of all of them uh, fell in love with the large Elizabethan house. The, the youngest one would love to go up and down the hallway. She was really attached to it. Uh, and one day while she was at the park, she was actually attacked by some thieves and struck in the head and would end up dying of her wounds. And what she had so told her sisters were uh, that she wanted some portion of her body to be buried in or somewhere in that house. Something, some part of her body had to remain in the house at all times. Otherwise, she would make, she would haunt and ruin the, the rest of their lives or whoever owned that house. That's horrible. So... The sisters bury her, but they can't bring themselves to decapitate their sister. So they bury her in the in the church. Yeah. Sure enough, they report not within a few weeks the house was unlivable. Really? The ghost would run up and down the hallways all night moaning, uh, would break things, would knock things down, would cause all kinds of mayhem and just disturb their lives. So they actually had to go dig her up, remove her head, and which at, by that point had deteriorated mostly the skull so they made it just the skull and it remained in the dining room now a maid who was always made to feel off covered it uh, and ended up getting thrown in the back of the of a wagon or carriage the horses in the carriage wouldn't move until it was removed wow wow you know there goes there's a lot to be said uh, for that jay you know um you know when we talk about people being attached to their homes, like where you're talking about currently. Yeah. You know, you have to think about the way of life back in the early 1800s, let's just say. Like, for instance, Jay, let's just say we were friends in the early 1800s, right? And I say, hey, Jay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build a house. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build a house. 
Because that's what you did back then. You built the mm-hmm. house. You didn't have somebody come build it for you. You built the house mm-hmm. yourself. You mm-hmm. did it with your own hands. You did it with your own sweat. You know what I mean? So when you do something like that, there's something, there's an energy that's put into that. And I think there's a lot to be said for that because back then when you did that, you become attached. Had to attachment. Yeah, you had an attachment. You actually had part in building that actual, you know, edifice. You know that 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 building. You know that home that has your energy in it. You know, and yeah. um, you know you want to pass. You know, you pass away. What of course you're going to be attracted to if you haven't passed away is something that you know and you're familiar with, right? Yep. I would assume, yep. right? Yeah. So that listen, Jay, that's a great one for um your your next one, and I want to um, finish up. With my last one for tonight, which is the Dybbuk box, Jay. And I don't know if you know anything about the Dybbuk box, but... Um, Never Dybbuk, heard of the Dybbuk box. Dybbuk box is a really interesting thing. It's actually a, um, a wine box uh, that is uh, used in the Jewish culture. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, it's also a box that usually contains a restless or malicious spirit believed to be able to haunt and evil possess the living. So they use this box to basically trap this you know, particular creature or demonic, you know, force in there. And um, it's just, it's something that the Jewish culture, the, the, the Hebrew cultural has believed in, in a long time. So uh, they, they also believe that if the Dybbuk box is burned, the box will also take a long time to burn first off. But if it's burned, the Dybbuk, which is the demon, is finally released and cannot be mm-hmm. returned into the box. So um, uh, another reason why I picked this particular item, Jay, because... Um, it's actually been brought up in recent times here um, as of late because, as you may know, um, you know the rapper Post Malone, correct? Yes. Okay. So Post Malone decided to do and get on an episode of Ghost Adventures. And okay. in that particular episode of Ghost Adventures, he was a witness to an opening of a dipping box. Okay. So ever since then, he's had a lot of little string of bad luck here, Jay. So apparently he believes that he has actually been cursed by the Dybbuk box. Uh, in the Jewish folklore, Dybbuks are people who can't immediately go to the afterlife after dying, Jay. So mm-hmm. what happens is that in the, the folklore, that person gets trapped in this particular box. So if he's actually, you know, really thinking about trying to get rid of this, you know, particular, you know, oppression that he has, he needs to find like a prominent rabbi and, uh, you know, somebody who can actually bless the box and you know just basically banish it but all the bad luck that yeah. he's had lately jay it's it's been crazy basically let's see, well, let's see what they say he actually uh the curse uh say many people leave um his tires blew out in his plane jay his um he had an accident in his rolls royce and his former house was robbed basically and uh now he's actually planning to go back to the haunted man uh haunted museum over there zach Bakes. we just talked about it over there uh where he yep. had the devil's rocking chair and to see if he can you know maybe you know get rid of this you know oppression that he has on him but you know it, it's just crazy that you know people don't really understand that they can be oppressed by stuff that they have no understanding of you know what i mean things yep. that are old school things that you don't you know you have no understanding of we're talking about centuries old you know, you're to go into that, and you, you know you, you're playing with fire at that point, and things can happen. You know, things can happen, Jay. Yeah, don't fuck with some of that shit, man. I don't fuck with any of that shit. I don't fuck with none of it. <laughs> 
So listen, no. that was the that was the conclusion of our haunted items and objects for this uh, week, Jay. And thanks for uh, doing the research and uh, you know talking to us about those items. And uh, we do appreciate it. Which uh, brings us to our outro. But before we do our outro, Jay, of course we have to do our weekly what to watch. And that's is a this is a you know a, a segment where you basically give us your suggestions as to uh, things that you've maybe seen on TV or uh, movie or whatever the may ca- the case may be. Um, as your recommendation for this week. So what do you have this week for us for what to watch? So for us, for what to watch, I have a show on Netflix called Big Mouth. It's the league. Uh, it's an animated show. It's about two adolescent boys and some of their friends and the changes that kids go through as they're going to puberty. But <laughs> it doesn't just go through the changes, Will. It's the, the main the main character uh, – has a hormone monster. It makes him like jizz in his pants in the middle of a middle school dance or rub one out laying next to his friend during a sleepover. And... Yeah, man. It is fucking hilarious. It is so raunchy and so bad, but it's so fucking funny. Yeah, that sounds uh, good. It's, it's fucking hilarious. I, I, that's my suggestion. You go on Netflix and you watch Big Mouth because it's fucking fantastic. So Big Mouth on Netflix. I'll check that out, Jay. I have not seen that as of yet, so... I will uh, make sure to check that out. Um, I want to give one suggestion for everybody, Jay, for this week for what to watch. Um, I saw a horror, I guess, slash suspense thriller uh, superhero movie. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what to... But yeah, anyways, it's called Brightburn. And um, for those that don't know about Brightburn, it's a great movie, Jay. So the only way I can... Um, describe it? Describe it is think of Superman... Okay. Young age Superman on the farm. Okay. But evil. <laughs> okay. I can imagine. Yeah. So instead of going doing the right thing and not even getting to his getting him into the area of him being an adult, he's still a kid during this whole time and knowing that he's a uh, you know able to do all these you know incredible feats. Yeah, he's basically a superhero. But unfortunately, uh, it really unfolds into a really bad, bad, bad uh, series of events that happens with this kid. And he ends up being a very evil uh, and uh, uh, bad character in this film, but still very interesting. Um, But I would suggest Brightburn, and um, you can find that. um, I don't know if you can find that on Amazon uh, Prime uh, or maybe Hulu, but you can uh, check it out. It's called Brightburn. So yeah, definitely check that Bright out, Jay. Brightburn. I will have. I will have to check that out. Yeah. I will. I'm big into superheroes. Yeah, it's it definitely. It's a. It's a cool take on the whole superhero thing, mixed in with a horror movie. If you can imagine that. So yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty good. So uh, check that out. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the outro, Jay. I uh, want to remind everybody how to listen to the podcast one more time. Just go to darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. You want to send us any correspondence? Send that directly to us at thedarkfringe at gmail.com. So that's uh, available for you guys to use. Uh, That's it for this week, Jay. Anything to add for the outro? That's it, everyone. Stay safe. Be smart. Always, always, always question everything, even if there's nothing to question. Absolutely. And then when things are um, pretty fucking blatant, like what we see here today, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, um, yeah. (laughs) Uh, make sure you do some more research on that, my friend. So, again, I'm Will Martinez for Jay Galosi. Thanks for listening to Dark Fringe Radio. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you again next week. Bye.